What's going on, everybody? It's Derek. And it's Doug. And welcome to episode 49. Yeah. 49 of Gaming and Chill Podcast. Yeah. Uh, if you'll notice, our live stream was a little long, or a little early today. Uh, I had to do a little bit of uh, setup. Um, recently yeah. changed my setup, but we're going to talk about that later. Let's set the mics down just a little bit. The what? The mics down just a little, little bit. A little bit? Okay. A little bit. As opposed to what else we have no other audio inputs. Okay, how's that? Sounds good. Um, so yeah, we'll talk about that later. But yeah, change setup and everything, and yeah. hadn't got the chance to uh, test it. No. So, doing anything fun this week? Um. I worked, played Final Fantasy. I got to participate in the Moon Fire Fair. Same here. Have you got all the stuff? I just got the orchestration role. Right. Because, like, all the poppers and everything just didn't seem like... Well, the poppers are like the fireworks from, like, Guild Wars, if you remember back in the day. And if I remember, I hoarded those. Yeah. Just like a pack rat. Um, I got the wall poster. Okay. I might get another because you can't get a personal house and a free company house. Nice. So, but do you have to have it? Does there have to be a plot open? Uh, you have to be like a really good. Uh, you have to be a really high rank in your grand company. What about personal? I'm not sure. Okay. Um. Yeah, I played a little bit of Final Fantasy as well. Uh, let's see. I had my well, the first that I remember, Panic Attack this week. Oh, tell me about it. Um. Well, I was sitting at work. You know, sitting a hold, and then just had this like. the The best sense is like, you know, when you're playing, this gonna sound strange, Donkey Kong on the like minecart levels. Yeah. And you miss that jump, and it's gonna take a few seconds for like you to actually die, restart, and get back in the game. Mm-hmm. It's you know that sense of like dread and just like oh my god. Yeah. That's how it felt, but, like, magnified by ten. Wow. And just, like, this crushing, just, like, crushing pressure around you. It's like, oh, God, I gotta get out of here. I gotta move. I gotta leap. I gotta go. I got to go. Yeah, I get that. That's how it felt like, so. I get that. Uh, let's see. What have I been doing this week? Not a whole lot, to be honest. Uh, I don't think I streamed at all. Do it? I don't think I streamed. No, I streamed, um... What was that car game? It was actually really fun to watch. It was interesting. Um, at first I was like, eh, it's one of those free-to-play, but yeah. you totally can buy their own currency. Well, this week you're probably going to be playing Final Fantasy, aren't you? Yeah, I'm going to be t- working on it. So you're going to start playing that? Yeah. And are you going to put the webcam up? Maybe. Nice. Maybe. Um... Yeah, I've been doing a bunch of things and changing the setup and everything, and I think it's—I think it's actually working out a little bit better. Right. I should probably lean like this so that I'm in the in the camera, right? Maybe. Um. But yeah, that's what I've been doing really. Uh, mostly just hanging out. I, what Tuesday? I think like the heat—it's been really hot lately. So well, been yeah, like it's been really hot. Uh, when I walk to my car. Right. I actually feel ill because really? of the heat. 
because it's just so stiflingly hot outside. Right. I'm just like, oh, I'm ready to die. The boogaloo. Yeah. <laughs> um, Which, that's a joke at our uh, stream last week when we played Final Fantasy. Yeah. Um, and we're going to be doing that later again as well. Yes. After lunch. Um, and we're actually over at Gaming and Chill Pod, or Gaming and Chill Stream. Yeah. Um, on tw- uh, Twitch. And we're working through all the Final Fantasy games. Yep. Um, and I think we're uh, we're good for them. Well, I mean, the first couple are kind of... Grindy? Grindy and a bit boring because we do... We both know what's going on. And there... Well, we both know what's going on, but there's almost no... Um, like, railroading? Yeah. So you know that you're not going to be told where specifically to go. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, that's it, like I said, like things like um, game grumps really work. Things like that, because you know one person knows the game, one person does not. Yeah. And so there's an able to be an explanation on how the game is. Yeah, I get you. Why the game do the things it do? Yeah. Um, yeah, really, other than that, this week I didn't really do anything. Um, yeah. I got my new shirts this week. Oh, yeah, you did. You got your, you're Uh, wearing, um, my Metroid shirt. Your Metroid one right now. Yes. Uh, I have a Wind Waker and then I have the, uh, SGDQ. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Um, anything else before Um, we move on? No, I mean, I can't. I really don't want to dwell on it, but the there's a story later for the, my Hulu pick of the week that is really serious. Okay. All right. In that it's a good series, but it's also very, like, it, I'll explain it later. Okay. Um, this week on our YouTube roundup, um, I, I actually chose one that was relatively new. Right. It's called Prey, a critique of the mind game. Um, it's done by this really awesome YouTuber. Right. Who... <clears throat> it doesn't just do the IGN play of like I played through it on for eight hours and here I beat the game and here's my review. Yeah. His prey the Xbox and I guess PS4 game, right. uh, Prey. Yeah. It was an hour and a half long review talking about why some things worked, why the game it went into game design and talking about how since they can only guarantee a couple pieces of equipment because of the way things are. Right. And, uh, yes, I think we're a little bit closer to the... Oh, sorry, you joined, your wife said that you're about a quarter out of the camera. Yeah, I know. I'm a, I, might, I might have to... Is that a little better? A little yeah. more? Um, I think we're closer to the camera <clears throat> this week. Yeah, probably. I need to put marks on the floor or something. Um, but, like, breaks down, like, game design of, like, since they can only only guarantee that you have the wrench, the glue gun, and the jetpack how to take things out. Yeah. Because they don't assume that you use any neuromods, that you have all this other equipment. Yeah. So it's... And now the game has been out for a while. How do you feel about the game Prey? I feel good about it. Um, there was a couple things where I wasn't pleased about it. Right. But otherwise, I thought it was really good. What's it say? Amelia can help mark the floor. Okay. Um, For me, I think it's like... 
it has the same problem like Skyrim does, where it's so open, I do nothing. For me, it wasn't that. It was just the long treks back and forth, mostly because I hadn't unlocked all the air, uh, airlocks. Yeah. I got to the guts system and yeah. the engineering system, well, and I was like... Jonas, how does your volume sound on your end? Um, but I was like, okay, that's all right, I guess. Um, but, like, it breaks down, like, game design. Like, really? Like, it breaks down all the twists and talks about, like, why they do and don't work. Right. Um, this guy does really good uh, reviews. Yeah. Because IGN, they play it for, like, eight hours. They throw together a ten-minute review, maybe. Yeah. <clears throat> and then go, and here's the score. This guy, he played through it on normal mode. Right. Hard mode. Or, I'm sorry. Normal mode, nightmare mode, with mods. Nightmare mode without mods. Right. He d he played through it three times, and she says it sounds all right. Okay, three times just to do the review of a game. Right. And it's like that's dedication. Yeah. Like it's not just like slapdash throw it together. Like we give reviews of games sometimes, and you know our friend James does movie reviews, and they talk about it for like thirty minutes. Yeah. This guy went in like his Breath of the Wild review was two hours. It was a movie talking yeah. about why he broke down all the shrines and said, here's the good shrines, the bad shrines, the combat shrines. Here's why these worked. Here's why these didn't. Here's why this mechanic works. Here's why this one doesn't. So it's not just like, it's good. Best Zelda game ever. 10 out of 10. Yeah. All right. Thanks, IGN. Like, I love IGN, right. but it's just one of those, like, he really, really breaks it down tears into the core of the game and explains a lot like there was a game i hadn't even heard of right. that he'd done a review for and now i want to go buy it what game is it? uh something about edith parker i believe hmm. it's like a visual novel style game right and if i'm not a visual novel style gamer like, right. I, like there are some games that it's like here's a visual novel like life is strange and everything like that and i'm like it's not my game but the way he done this review i was like I want to play this game. Yeah. So, your first one was uh, Cara Delevingne's ASMR. Yeah. She does, like, an interview and just, like, does some talking about how she got in the role of, like, Enchantress for the Oscar-winning Suicide Squad. Mm-hmm. And the more I watch stuff about the production of Suicide Squad, it seems like the actors were all in for their roles. Mm-hmm. Like, I think we're actually going to talk about this later. Can I... Railroad this into a different conversation later? Yeah. Okay. Put a pin in it. Right. Viewers, help me remember, we are going to talk about DC films later. Later this podcast? Later this podcast. Okay. And we will talk about why Suicide Squad might not have succeeded, but carry on with like the core of the YouTube video, yeah. please. So, she's just doing an interview talking about how she got in the role, like what kind of things they had to do, like she had to get the makeup and... How she played June Moon. Mm -hmm. It was like really cool because it's like a channel that has like uh, Kate Hudson and uh, Eva Longoria doing ASMR interviews. Nice. <coughs> Do you think that ASMR works for interviews? Um, it actually does because it like makes you focus on what they're saying. Because here's the thing: it's like, all right, there's a weird phrase that's used in the ASMR community. It's uh, personal attention. Mm -hmm. So it feels like they're talking to you, not like. I'm sitting on a set with, yep. you know, the Suicide Squad Makes poster sense. in the back. I'm talking to you. Yeah. As if, like, you're the person asking yeah. the questions. And 
I would say it's it's called personal attention, but it's not like you know creepy personal attention. It's just like you know most times like for ASMR, it's like oh um, it's hair brushing. It's yeah, yeah. shaving the face. It's something that if a real person was that close to you doing, it'd be like, hey, why don't you take like three steps backwards, please? Right. Step away from me. Yeah. Whereas with ASMR, there's not that lingering person right behind you, right in front of you. Yeah. But you, they still sound like they're right in your head. Plus, it's really one of the... Oh, this is going to sound strange. It's a good test of how good your headphones are. Yeah. Because, like, I have a pair of earbuds, the little pair of green ones that I have, mm-hmm. that they're like, they're okay. Yeah. But I hate things that go in my ear. Yeah, no, I hate that. Um. Then I have a pair of... Uh, like Sony Silver, like back in the, like PlayStation Three day, mm-hmm. Bluetooth headphones, the earbud like headphones like mm-hmm. this style, and they're okay. Yeah. But so I ordered myself like a pair of seventy dollar Bluetooth headphones, like noise canceling. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, oh, I can't wait for this today. Nice. Because like I do a lot of like list. I listen to music when I'm playing my game. Yeah. And so like I turn off like if I'm farming like doing. Like grinding in Final Fantasy fourteen. Yeah. I, I just turn off the volume and just watch something else. Listen like listen to a podcast. I get that. Listen to an audiobook. Because it's very much like uh, It's almost meditative. Yeah. Doing the same thing over and over. Like especially when it's like like I've completed up to my like twenty six to thirty um notebook for my botany. Nice. I have all the all the hidden stuff too. Nice, same here. So, I've been work, working through the leveling it up. Yeah. So, like, especially gathering. Like, I have to go back and actually do, start doing, like, a, a culinarian so I can get rid of some stuff. I filled up one of my, uh... Retainers. Retainers already. Yeah, me too. Which, I by the to... way, my retainers are Gamble, which is, uh, the Gamble Shroud that, uh, Blake Belladonna uses in Ruby. Nice. And then I have, uh, Alex Louise. Nice. Alex Louise Armstrong. Nice. So, and... So, like, this week when we were doing the Moonfire Fair, I tried my retainers to uh, mining for um, fire shards. Because there's a guy, Keyfire, who's handing out uh, the battered fish. Nice. And he's handing out, like, stacks of six. And so I was like, hey, thanks. How can I help? He's like, well, I'm running short of shards. And, like, water shards and fire shards. I'm like, cool. Well, I, you know, I can go farm those for you. I got, like, 300. Mm-hmm. And... You know, just sent it to him by Moogle Mail. He's like, "Cool, thanks, nice." So, and even though he's in a different like front, you know, free, free company. company, but it's like, hey, we we gotta work. To, it's like a world event, okay? Like Moonfire Fair. Like you've seen oh, our yeah. Instagrams. We'll we'll carry on later with yeah. this. This is a post show issue. Um, let's move on to uh, Samuel Barber's Adagio for Strings. Okay, go ahead. Um, I listen to a lot of classical music. Well, it's. Really, all the time in your daughter's bedroom. Well, that and just driving to work. Um, let's be honest. I can only listen to NPR news for so long. Uh, Kesha's new album released this week. Nice, Rainbow. Um, I heard about it. I yeah. listened to most of the songs on it actually. Yeah. Me and my friend at work are like, "Oh my gosh, did you check out the new video?" No, I'm at do you work. Have an inner office chat client. Yes, we do. So I really wish my work did too. Um, because here's a funny story. Um, being chat clients. Um. We almost got yelled at. Well, my supervisor came down. And was like, "Hey, I got a report that um, security and registration was having an inappropriate conversation." And I'm like, "No, that's not right. Quite right, so and so. Not gonna say their name." I'm like, "Um, we were talking about 
you know, fake dating websites. And so, like, uh, one of the other nurses, we're going to call it, we're going to call this nurse Electric Steve, and registration is Electric Mandy. Okay. That's not their names, because Electric Steve is, and for, like, an, uh, the actual person is woman, so yeah. not Steve. Um, and so she's like, yeah, you know, I'm on uh, farmersmate.com. I'm like, I really want to create two, three websites, butterchurners.com and barnraisers.com for the Amish. Nice. It's an untapped market. And then I want to create We Love. It's a dating website for little people. <laughs> Big hearts, little people. <laughs> and my friend Electric Mandy was like, hey, I'd be on that. <laughs> nice. Nice. But that wasn't the inappropriate conversation. That was reported. So we have no idea what the conversation was. Wow. Yeah. Um, Just know it wasn't me. Like, my boss is like, yeah, I would come down here and I would, you know, pull you aside and chat with you. He goes, I, I can, you know. Yeah. He's like, I, I know that you're one to own up to your mistakes and you want to be told that you're doing something wrong so you can fix it. Yeah. So. Um, but no, just like, I can only listen to NPR for so long. Because at a certain point, it's like, oh, God, what did what what's going on in po the political world? What did Trump do now? Especially with North Korea now. It's like, right? oh, God. Um, but no, so I listen to classical music, and, like, they were talking about breaking down, uh, like, Beethoven and stuff. And I remember, you've probably heard Adagio for Strings. Oh, I definitely have. It is, like, one of those, it's probably one of those songs that is put onto sad music. Like, if you've ever seen those meme videos of, like, having flashbacks to war. Oh, yeah. That is that song. Nice. So it's one of those, like, I, it's really good. Like, even though we're about all about gaming and anime and everything like that and comics and just general chit-chat, I like classical music. And I was like, I want to share talk about this. Nice. Just because it's really good. Uh, I really think our music appreciation class... That we took back in college. Mm -hmm. It's like one of the most helpful classes I've had. Yeah, but it wasn't enough. No. It was um, enough to the palate. I was listening to NPR the other night. And it was like... Talking about Beethoven. He goes, okay, now we're going from... It goes from a C to a C sharp. And he plays it on a piano. Right. And he goes, you can hear that in this piece. And then he plays a selection from it. And he goes, now if you listen to this piece, it's almost as if it's a peaceful field of the forest on the outskirt. And it's like... He plays the whole section. You're like, I can hear it. Yeah. So it's one of those, like, it's really good at bringing forth. And he goes, and the bassoons are doing this. And the oboes are doing this. And it's like, I'm down for this. a good music review like that, look up a review for Dance Macabre. Okay. Will do. Yeah. Okay. Then moving on. Moving on. Do you want to talk about... David Pumpkins. I do. I've finally seen that YouTube video this week. Me too. Well, I sent it to you a couple weeks ago. Yeah. But it was one of those, like... It sticks with you. Yeah. I watched it, like, six times that first day. <laughs> Me too. And, like, and it's now just stuck in my head. Oh, I'm David Pumpkins. <laughs> Any questions? Yes, several. <laughs> I'm so in the weeds with David Pumpkins. And <laughs> I'm crazy. For David, David Pumpkins! Pumpkins. <laughs> just, just a man in a suit with two B-boy skeletons. <laughs> Sam says, Tom Hanks for the win. Right? At first, um, I thought the guy right. that was in the elevator, not the... Um, Keenan? Yeah, no. It wasn't Keenan. I'm done, not talking about the attendant, the, uh, the husband. At first, I thought that was Andy from The Office. 
but it's not. And yeah. I was like, I'm kind of sad. <laughs> I have several questions. Like, is this a local car dealership thing? Right. <laughs> yeah. It's just. Why did you go go all in on David Bumpkins? How many floors is this? Seventy three out of hundred. Why did you go all in for David Bumpkins? It's a hundred floors of frights. They're not all gonna be winners. <laughs> it's just. I, it got me kind of into an SNL phase. Oh, same here. Like I started watching like um, other Black Jeopardies. <laughs> I uh, like the one with Tom Hanks. Yeah, I'm Doug. I'm Doug. <laughs> uh, well, my 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 Cecil's named Jimmy. <laughs> He fixed my refrigerator, my car, and my cat. <laughs> right. Rap songs that start with N. Well, this has been fun. Lives. We were having such a good time. Lives that matter. Oh, it was good while it lasted, Doug. <laughs> so, I just love... And then they're um, one of my favorite ones. It has... Uh, there's a couple of them. There's either zoo pornographer, yes, but it sh- should be photographer, and then uh, translation. Yes, they have the the helmet that goes on the dog. <laughs> Don't you want women to have choice over their bodies? You didn't afford me a choice when you cut off my balls. I love that clip. Look, if Marguerite has her papers, she has nothing to worry about. It's like, oh, SNL, and the fact that she's like. Let me use this gun that I carry and kill it. <laughs> yeah. It's like, all right, all right. But no, SNL, like, it's one of those shows, like, I wasn't into. I'm like, yeah, I don't care about it, SNL. It's SNL, the skits are good. Yeah. I don't think I've ever watched an entire episode. I'll just go to their YouTube and, like, what funny skit do I want to watch? Yeah. Give me the funnies, SNL. Skip everything else. It's like Mad TV. It could be just 15 minutes of skits and it'd be all about it. I, mean, I think that's why, like, comedy skits like that, like, comedy skits, mm-hmm. like, um, think Robot Chicken, yeah. things like that, they actually work because it gives you time, it, like, here's the punchline. We don't need 20 minutes of build up. Yeah. Um, like with comedy television shows or comedy movies, it's just like joke let, after joke after joke. Let's and... Two contemporaries, Family Guy and Robot Chicken. Yeah. Robot Chicken is infinitely funnier. Because it's just like, here's the punchline. Their JPM is faster. Jokes yeah. per minute. Yeah. Or it's like, you're, they don't it, have it's see. immediate punchline, 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 punchline. Or as a family guy, it's like, punchline, cutaway, which sometimes the cutaway is funny. Then maybe there's a punchline, half-hearted political joke. And you're like, okay, okay, okay. With robot checking, you're going, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right. Even if a skit's not particularly funny. It's over fast enough. But usually, like, the skits that aren't funny on Robot Chicken come back later in the episode and are, like, now they're funny. Yeah, they, like, have something to make it funnier. Yeah, like, you'll see, you know, for example, like, Doc Ock sitting on a computer. Click. 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 Cuts off. Kicks back on. And he just, like, turns to the camera and goes, I'm caught in the web. And, like, that's the skit. Yeah. I, I, I agree with that. I'll, I'll sit there and watch like all the DC, Marvel, no. uh, Robot Chicken skits. But then like I find myself watching like small clips from Family Guy of just one joke. One joke. And it's like, okay, cool. Yeah. But sitting through an entire episode, I'm like, alright, alright. Sitting through a comedy TV oh, show. Genesis, SNL's pretty much just skits. There's an opening monologue and a couple songs from the musical guests. 
Otherwise, it's pretty much skits. I just want the skits. I don't want the musical. I don't want the monologue. Pretty much. It's like, so I agree with that. But, like, I think it's the JPM jokes per minute that really sells it. Like, there's not a moment in the David Pumpkins episode or the skit where you're like, all right. I, I'm in the weeds with the sketch. Yeah. It's like they set up like one, two crazy people, David Pumpkins. And then another crazy person. And then David Pumpkins. And then David Pumpkins. And then David Pumpkins. It's like, all right, cool. Like, yeah. it's it's never, you're never going, I want this to and be over. Souls, it doesn't rely on some sort of like political or anything like that. It's just like, here's an absurd joke Mm -hmm. that you've never thought would be funny. Like, no one... Let's pitch the idea blindly. We're going to have an actor wearing a pumpkin suit playing a character named David Pumpkins along with... It's David S. Pumpkins. Pumpkins. Right, forgot the middle name. Um, And they're going to be in an elevator. That's that's a really simple pitch. Yeah. Now, they can have political jokes like the translation or anything like that. But that's not like... At, like a side, you know, like that side eye, where just like, eh. yeah, like, this is the point of the joke, and so it just makes it absurdly funny. Yeah, um, like Monty Python. Yeah, there you go. Okay, moving on from David Pumpkins. David Pumpkins. We are so in the weeds with David Pumpkins. Yes. <laughs> um, let's move on to our gaming news. Um, let's see. Spider-Man Homecoming's box office crosses 300 million domestic mark. In which I still have not seen it. That is a true shame because that is an amazing I movie. I really thought about going last night, but then I was tired. <laughs> then I was, yeah, I can see that. Like, I worked 8 hours, then I had 8 hours off, then I had to work 12 hours. Nice. And so I'm like, I'm not going to go sit, sit in a dark room with, you know, relaxing bass. It is super good. Um... If it, when it comes out, we'll have to watch it together or something. Well, I mean, Guardians of the Galaxy is already on. Have Disney. you seen it? Yeah. Okay. You did you see it in theater? Yeah. Okay. Good. I was like, the last movie I went to go see in theater was Wonder Woman. Okay, I haven't seen it yet. Wonder Woman's really good. That's what I hear. But I, I just haven't seen it, didn't I? Yeah. Um. So that's actually kind of interesting because it's the ninth highest grossing MCU film. All right. Let me see if I can't guess the top three. I don't have the list in front of me, so I can't answer that. All right. Well, someone can correct me later. It's going to be Avengers, the first one. Actually, hang on. I've got a better question that I do have in front of me. Homecoming is now one of four films to cross the 300 million mark in 2017. What are the other three? Guardians. Which one? Two. Okay, that was a trick question. Only one of them came out this year. And then... If anybody in the chat wants to try to guess it, too. What is going to be the third one? What's the other two? Well, it's obviously Homecoming, Guardians. You and said two more. Okay. Um, Wonder Woman. Yep. And... What other... Can you tell me the month it came out? <laughs> but if... Uh... Anybody in the comments wants to try to guess it, you can be our guest. Um, Sam guessed Doctor Strange, but that came out 2016. That did come out 2016. Or was it 2015? Um, It might be 2015. I can look it up. So it's Guardians, Homecoming, Wonder Woman, 
We haven't had a... Doctor Strange was 2016. Okay. Logan, that was last year. Yeah, that was last year. Not Alien Covenant. Oh, God, no. Um, I gave you a hint. All right, what was the hint? Nope, not repeating the hint Dude, now. Repeat the hint. Nope, I'm not repeating the hint because that'll that'll just straight up tell you. Oh, it was a hint sly enough that if you had been listening to what I said, you would have got it. All right, what was the conversation we're having? But if anybody wants to guess it. The emoji movie. Oh, God, no. <laughs> anybody wants to guess it in the comments. That was the conversation. Mark, tell me, what is it? Beauty and the Beast! What was the hint? My hint was, if anybody in the comments wants to guess, be our guest. Where's a knife? <laughs> I think I hate you. Not sure who I'm going to kill today. <laughs> I didn't know who it was going to be when I woke up. Well, I mean, you know, <laughs> it's not a day that ends that I go to work, so. Yeah, that was my hint. <laughs> it, was, it was a sly hint. Admit it. If I had repeated it, you would have been like, your guest. Hey! I didn't think that movie did well enough to cross that mark. It, Emma Watson, Disney. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, let me clear, let me word it better. Uh, Ian McGregor. Oh, yeah. And Ian McKellen. Oh, yeah. Sir, Ian McGregor. Sir, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. My bad. My apologies to the Queen and Sir Ian McKellen. And his best friend, Sir Patrick Stewart. Yes. Um... Moving on from Spidey. There's a difference. I think this Spider-Man is the first one that we can call Spidey. Spidey. Yeah. The other ones have been Spider-Man. Yeah. Spidey is just like the wit quick, quick-witted, witty, and uh, Spider-Man. He's a kid. Or is everybody else's Spider-Man? Yeah. So that uh, that's my that's my take on it. I dig it. Did you see that Pokemon Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon to feature a new Dusk form of Lycanroc? Yes. Does that change the way you feel about Lycanroc? I mean, not really. But it doesn't hurt it. The, I really need to see more Pokemon designs. Like, we've seen the Umcon Ultra Solio and Lunala. Mm -hmm. But, like... We just played Pokemon last year. Yeah. They're going to have to give us new Pokemon. Just new, churning them out. New locations. And for me, it was like, Lycanroc was not that big of a Pokemon to warrant getting a new form. I mean, it is because there's two forms. There's dust, there's Midnight and Midday. And tech, you know why there's only a third, not like Dawn? Uh, dusk is technically the correct terminology for both. Hmm. It's when night and day mix. Um, dusk form Lycanroc can't be found normally in the wild and only evolves from special rock graph. Those who buy Pokemon Ultra Sun, Ultra Moon can get the special rock graph via Nintendo Network starting on launch day, November 17th. The offer expires on January 10th, 2018. Alright, let's face it. I'm gonna buy it. Pokemon could, you know, come out with a brand, like, they'd come out with cereal. I would buy it. Well, the thing is, is they came out with a brand new form of Pikachu, and people were like, Oh my god, cosplay Pikachu! Yeah. And it's like, it's a Pikachu. Hey, what up, Logan? Logan? Ah, uh, Shoffer. Okay. Um, you would, you, but you also mentioned something. Um, Which, by the way, tomorrow's Logan's birthday. Hey, happy birthday. 
Um, you talked about Pokemon design. Um, Game Freak actually talked about that. Um, mm-hmm. the Game Freak talks evolution of Pokemon design, and they kind of talked about like they ima- try to imagine like where cre- where the Pokemon lives, where it eats, what it dwells with, and it's like you imagine what a Pokemon eats. Explain Kefla, Klefki. Explain Garbodor. Where it's like, what's it eat? Garbage. What's a house set of house keys? So. Our dignity? Yeah. Um, I thought that was an interesting segue. I think it was one of those, all right, cool, they're ta- they're openly talking about well, it. Well, I mean, that's a good thing because then it kind of, like, for the first time I felt like, you know, moon, sun and moon mm-hmm. were a good biome. In that, like, yeah. you had all the birds, you had bugs, you had all these different variety of things that felt, like, very much a part of nature. They're... There is a fan movement to have a Pokemon region set in Canada. I would like to see that. Uh, me too, because it would be like a lot of... There's a lot of snow. Right. But there's also a lot of open space. Yeah. Um, so that would be really cool to see like large snowy areas, mountainous areas. There's grass plains in certain times. Yeah. And there's lakes, so it's like I one of those... I would like to see a broader, like, some of the smaller European nations, where you have all, like, the fjords and the locks. Um, I know that X and Y done something like France. France. But, like, if you could do, like, you know, the smaller nations, and mm. just have some really cool designs. Yeah. And then you could bring back, you know, even... It'd be really cool if they took Sun and Moon, and a Ultra Sun and Moon... In a different direction, say the old Polynesian islands. Yeah, that would be kind of cool. Island chain. That would be pretty cool. I'm still interested to see what kind of post content stuff they add because think about it with um, Pokemon Crystal. You had extra stuff. Uh, Not so much Crystal. Okay, let's talk about uh, Fire Red and Leaf Green. Yep. Those had the Sevi Islands. Islands. Yep. Then you had Emerald, which had the Battle Frontier. Yep. Then you had uh, Pokemon Diamond, Pearl, and then... That had the Battle Island. What was the... Platinum. Platinum. You had the Battle Island. Yep. Then you had Pokemon Black and White 2, which had extra stuff. Yeah. I mean, so... They're constant... The new, the third generation, or the update... Yeah. Always has more stuff. So I want this to have more than just, like... Hey, we kind of changed the story around a little bit. Um, yeah. A new form of Lycanroc. Uh, okay. Because I have to admit, um, the post-game, post-game content for Sun and Moon was non-existent. Oh, yeah. And I was actually really not happy with that. Because it was, was like... the first game where I was able to complete the Pokedex within, like, record time. It was just like... Cool, I guess. I mean, yeah, like I haven't even bothered to get all the Mega Stones that they released for it. No, no, not at all, because they they were all released in uh, Omega and Alpha. Mm-hmm. And it was like, all right, I mean, what's there to do? There's no extra like leveling area. There was no like helping to level places. Yeah, there was no place where it's like, oh, I'm facing level eighty trainers now. What would be really cool? Is if they released something for like the Switch and said, "Hey, this connects to your, you know, Pokemon box, and all the Pokemon that you have, you know, you have to collect all the moves, all the TMs, things like. You have to have a Pokemon that has been bred and all the 
IVs and EVs. Mm-hmm. And this is where we're going to be hosting the competitive games. That'd be kind of neat. And then your Switch is now just just for competitive. That that app um, is just competitive. I, th- I think that they're going to be doing something like that with the new Pokemon game. That's going to be on Switch. And then just be like, the games, like the 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 main games, it's going to be focused. 100% on storytelling, mm-hmm. on cool Pokemon designs. That'd be kind of cool. And so this, you know, the, the tournament app is just like, okay, you have you have these moves unlocked. You can put them on these Pokemon. You've deposited these items or collected these items. You can use these items. So it's just like, you've compl- you've played the main games. You've seen all the moves. You've collected the items. Just build your Pokemon. Because yeah. the needless, I, the needless like grind to create a perfect EV or IV Pokemon. It's a real turnoff to even like to entry like, levels. To someone like me who's like, ah, I don't want to sit there and yeah. sit at this tiny screen and wait for a perfect Squirtle. Yeah, and it's like, and you know that even like entry level competitions, it's like you have that one person that should be in the pros. Yeah. But they're playing in the beginning leagues, and you're like, I mean, it's, it's like, a real turnoff. I want to use um, Pangoro from X and Y because I have a really cool move set. Nobody's using it, and so it's hard to gauge. It's hard to justify. I'm going to spend ten to fifteen hours to breed this thing with the perfect moves and everything. Yeah, and it might just suck. And I think that they fight last year's meta this year. It's like last year's meta is say Grass Knot. Yeah. This year they're figuring out a way to f- combat Grass Knot, and then this year's meta will be something else. Yeah, it's so. not ever-evolving kind of like Magic Gathering. Mm-hmm. It changes every so often, but there's this huge grind. Yeah. Like, let's say now there's suddenly a counter to your Umbreon. Well, all the breeding that you did for your Umbreon is now undone yeah. by the guy who figured out he could breed a Blossom and counter it. Yeah. Anyway, moving from Pokemon, because we could talk about that like all, all day. Um, you heard that Netflix decided to pull all of its movies, or is going to pull all of its movies from, uh, sorry, let me rephrase this correctly. Now. All its assets. Disney is right. pulling all of its mo- movies from Netflix. That makes sense, actually. Because they're trying to create their own streaming platform. That totally makes sense. Does it, though? All right, here's the thing. Okay, let me let me ask you, let me give you my argument, and then you can counter. How's okay. it sound? Do you want to pay 10 bucks a month to pay only for Disney movies when the vast majority of Disney content is not what you watch? You watch their feature films, and depending upon if we're going mainstream Disney or everything Disney owns, all of the Marvel movies and all the Star Wars. Would you pay $10 a month to watch two feature films from Disney, actual. Uh, here's my thought. Okay. Um, would I? No. However, if I had a kid who's going, you know, like, I like Beating the Beast. I wouldn't have a streaming service to watch Beating the Beast. Mm-mm. Um, however, if I had a kid, like, you have a kid who's going to be two next year, yeah? Yeah. It kind of makes sense for you to have something like that where you can turn on, you know, Mary Poppins or... You know, Peter Pan, things like that. I can just pull up Hulu and watch and, other children's Unless movies. they pull it off. But here's the thing. Like, those are shows that you don't know that hasn't been vetted by time. 
True. I mean, when all right, there's a joke out there. Um, it's a kids' cartoon. Um, you ever heard of Gumball? Uh, Gumball's Excellent Adventure, or something like that. Amazing Gumball. Yes. Yeah. Great show. Hilarious show. There's like there's some uh, jokes in there that are just like, oh, that was dirty. Yeah. And so like, granted, it's all cartoons are going to be dirty at some point. Yeah. I mean, SpongeBob. SpongeBob. Um, you know, there's a scene in the, uh, what was it the Adventures? What are the little mice? Rescue Rangers. Not Rescue Rangers. Yeah. Well, you there's know, a single frame where it yeah. contains a. Who's the top of woman? Yeah. Yeah. So you're gonna have that. Yeah. But like Peter Pan, you know that hey, there's not gonna be a implicit, implied, you know, sex joke. Yeah. It's like here's Peter Pan. Here's Pocahontas. Here's. I, I get that, but at the same time, it's like. I feel like it's short-sighted. It's short-sighted unless they have the option that you can pay more, mm-hmm. and then you can have multiple users. No. Because then that would be homeschooling groups, parent co-ops. You know, your I'm sure your wife has a group of uh, you know other moms who have similar age kids. Yeah. Just say, hey, the streaming service is fifteen bucks a month. We're all gonna chip in two bucks. Here's everyone has a login. Everyone can watch Mary Poppins. Yeah. Well, I brought that story up because Netflix is in talks with Disney to keep Marvel and Star Wars films. And that may, that that would be like the only reason I that makes sense. Yeah. However, if they don't, if Disney can't take Marvel and Star Wars, there's no point doing their own streaming service. No. Because there's nothing on Disney that I would want to watch. Like, like I love Moana and Frozen and everything, but if I want to watch it, I would have just bought it. I have two Blu-ray players hooked up to the same TV. Why? Oh, I have my Xbox and my PlayStation. Oh, okay. They Fair both play Blu-rays. Fair game. I have Chromecast. I can buy it on digitally. Yeah, it's like one of those, I can just buy it. Like, I bought Moana. I bought Frozen. Yeah. Technically, I bought Frozen twice. You bought it? Well, I redboxed it once and then lost the red box. Right. And it turns out it was in my cabin air filter. Nice. Um, And then I bought it digitally. Nice. Like, if I want to watch it, I'm going to buy it digitally. Yeah. I'm gonna give you money, but I'm only gonna I give you them money on Deadpool Me too. this week. It's like I'm only gonna buy movies that I know I'm interested in. Yeah. I'm not gonna pay ten bucks a month to get all of your terrible Disney programming. Yeah. Like if I want to watch Hannah Montana, I'd go watch Hannah Montana. Yeah. I'm gonna do it. Yeah. Um. So yeah, but otherwise they're talking about trying to keep Star Wars and Marvel films, nice. which I think makes sense. Yes. Okay. The, an accessory company is suing Nintendo over the Switch design. Huh. <laughs> Engadget reports Game Vice is filing a lawsuit against Nintendo because the design of its latest system is too similar to Game Vice's Android gaming tablet, the WikiPad. The accessory company believes that Nintendo violated patent and the Switch's detectable Joy-Cons are too sim- close to what Joy Vice had in mind for its portable device. Had in mind. Had in mind. Also, good luck taking on Nintendo. Yeah. If Nintendo sent out a letter and Sam asks, how do you lose a red box in your car's air filter? Okay, let's talk about this. I put um I put it in the glove box and the glove box tilts down it slid right past the glove box into the cabin air filter. Nice. So, like, it, my glove box is full enough to where it, like, just, just was right there, slid in there, and I lost it for two years. 
I had assumed that the... For some reason, I had assumed that somehow it had fallen out of the car some way. Yeah. And I just lost the disc. I went to go to Valvoline to get my air, uh, my oil changed. <laughs> and they were like, you have a cabin air filter. And I've, I've had my oil changed, like, for five years already. And I'm like, this is the first time I'm hearing of a cabin air filter. Sure, knock yourself out. They open it up, <laughs> and the technician goes, you lose a DVD? Frozen? When was this in the red box? They go, probably when it first came to DVD. And he goes, huh. Pulls out Sam the goes, you didn't replace your air filter for two years. Sam, let, let me let me tell you a story that tops even his negligence. It was not my negligence. It was never brought up. I would have changed it, and I, I did change it that day. I would have changed it if I had even known about it. Because I had never even heard that I had an air, uh, a cabin air filter. Because they are still under the impression that my car also has a rear differential. I know that my car doesn't have a rear differential. Right. Because I've changed my... When I worked at Valvoline... Right. It was one of those, okay, to like kind of learn how to change oil. I, I changed the oil on my own car. I drove it in, got out, got underneath my car, and was looking at it going, this is the underside of my car. There are many like it, but this one is mine. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, there's no rear differential, there's all this, there's no uh, joints that need lube or uh, lubrication or anything like that. Here's the drain pan, here's everything. I changed my own car's oil. Right. So when I go in, they're like, and did you want to take care of that rear differential? I said... If you can find it, yes, I can. <laughs> and the guy's like, Sam goes, great full metal jacket reference. Nice. <laughs> All right, so let me tell you a story <laughs> about my library books. Okay. <laughs> oh, God. That are still in my car. How old are they? About two years old now. <laughs> I think they're older than that because you had them far before I had my daughter. Oh, crap, almost three. <laughs> so, they're still in my car. Nice. If anybody wants Warcraft book, I own it now, apparently. But it was like, alright. But they had never mentioned uh, Cabin Air Filter. So I was like, huh. They pulled it out, and it, was, it had some leaves in it and things like that. And they're like, do you want to change this? I'm like, yes. Yeah. Because I was like, I'm not a terrible person. Yeah. So yeah, um, well, you we were talking about Nintendo. I mean, good luck taking on Nintendo. Best of luck to them. Here you can see it. There's the gamepad. That it's looks generic. Like, yeah, that looks like the uh, old Game Gear. Yeah, it's very generic. It looks like the Wii U tablet. Yeah. Um, here's my thoughts. <laughs> They're like, hey, you need to stop sales of Switches. It's like, no, you just don't think that you need to get over yourself. It's like, if you're taking on Big Papa Nintendo, yeah. Nintendo will strike you down. Pretty much. And it shall become more powerful. Hey, Holly. So it's just like, alright, come on now. Like, why are you. <laughs> relax. Really, like, really relax. Yeah. The Switch has detachable controllers. Yep. But everything on the controllers 
has been around since the first DualShock controller. Yep. There is nothing on the Switch's controllers. There is nothing on this controller they show that is revolutionary. No. The Switch is indifferent because of the detachable Joy-Cons. Everyone wants a piece of the Switch. Yeah. And it's like, come on now. You're not taking down the Switch. You're not going to hurt Nintendo. Pretty much. They have two Mario games coming out this year. They have Pokemon later this year on the 3DS. Yep. And they're selling Switches like crazy. I mean, uh, James from the Film Play Podcast actually got a Switch this week. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, oh, they're still selling Switches. Yeah. They... People still want Switches. Yeah. And um, Nintendo has a good track record. Yeah. Um, you can actually, um, speaking more on Nintendo and their track record, um, have you heard about Samus, Metroid Samus Returns Special Edition? Um, I kind of want to go to the GameStop today and pre-order my Amiibo already. Yeah. Because one, I like Metroid, so I want the Amiibo anyway. Yeah. In they're saying it's, oh, there's a, a fusion mode locked behind a paywall. Here's the thing. If you're excited about playing Metroid 2, mm -hmm. after all this well, time, and excited about Metroid in general, you're going to go buy the Amiibos anyway. I don't think it's the paywall. Right. I think it's external hardware on a device that is known to have issues with stock. Look. I, I agree. It's locking it behind one Amiibo. That is immediately going to be sold out and scalped. Alright, what is fusion mode? It's like ultra hard mode. Okay, here's my thing. Nobody has played Metroid 2 for like 20 years. Well, as a scalper, someone would go, people will want this. I don't care about the game. I'm going to buy every amiibo, turn around and sell it to you. That's as someone who's a fan. Stock, that's a problem with assholes, pardon my language. Agreed, but you can't not account for them. Oh, I, yeah. think, I, I think to say, if it was DLC and was like, hey, five bucks. See, I kind of like the... One, I like the, the design of the Amiibo. No, I agree. And so, like, it's one of those... It's... It's kind of like a, a trophy. But there's no choice for, for someone to buy it afterwards, after the Amiibo has already been sold out for six months. There's no. It would be like if they if you you could go out and buy a Switch game. Yeah. But then they're like, well, to actually unlock everything else, you need a special Joy-Con. Well, here's the thing. And then immediately the Joy-Con sold out, and you're like, they're what? not unlock. They're not locking something brand new. It's a harder mode, which I get. It's a harder. Everyone likes challenging themselves. Mm -hmm. But maybe. Just relax. It's just a harder mode. It's not like some god tier weapon that you can just destroy everything in one hit. Mm -hmm. Relax. Take your time with the game. When the amiibo comes out, buy it. Would you say the same thing for a Pokemon game or something? Would you say the Absolutely. same thing for a Chrono Trigger? Absolutely. If there was like a super hard mode behind a first, if behind a Ayala amiibo. Yeah, absolutely. It, I'd say I, the same thing. I, 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 There's I 17 endings. Well, let's well, just go ahead and say 18 with the hard mode ending. There's I mean, 17 I, endings I, for me to get I naturally. I agree, but I'm just like... You're it's basically like... Buying a house. Right. And then there's a door in your house that's 
locked. Yeah. You have everything else in the house, but you don't have the key for that door. And then someone going, oh, yeah, your neighbor already bought the key. You can't get into this door no matter what you do. Well, there's an intrinsic difference between there's something that you've bought in and there's a great deal of content. It's just hard mode. It's like a different color of paint. But it's the point of you bought it. And if it was regular DLC, I'd be okay with it. See, but just like the Master Trials, they're the all the DLC for Zelda. Oh, I agree. It's like, I don't have to go out and buy a limited <coughs> amount. I don't have to buy something of a limited amount. I don't have to run to the store and go buy a special Amiibo to unlock, <coughs> to unlock that DLC. Maybe it's just my <coughs> innate desire to collect crap. But like... I had all the DLC for uh, Fallout 4. Yeah. I have nothing to show for that. Like, it is the... Like, if I were to go sell Fallout 4 right now, no one would ever know I had the DLC. True. I go buy this Amiibo, it's like, oh, holy crap. But I, I, I view it for me. It's just like... And this is my personal view. Here's my thought. We're, we live in the age where uh, they're going swimming, have fun streaming, and a happy early birthday. Okay. Um... Thank you, by the way. Um, here's my thought. If you want the Amiibo, just pre-order it. And that sounds so antagonistic towards people, but, alright. When it's not hardware, okay, I know people have a problem buying hardware. Yeah. It's not been seen. It's not software. That, oh, it's the Division, and I bought pre-ordered it, and it's disappointing. It's Destiny, and I pre-ordered it. It's Final Fantasy... 14 1.0 and I pre-ordered it. It's literally a $20 trophy that even if you never get the game, mm -hmm. it looks pretty cool on your shelf. Yeah. It's a Metroid busting out of its containment pod and it's a crouching Samus. For me, it's just like you're not... So there, You still can't find some Amiibos. Oh, very true. I, I bought the uh, like, a, it's like a leather wallet with all the... Uh, in, Amiibo cards for nice. all the Zelda, which I, I didn't bring it over today. Nice. But I have it. Here's my thing. When they become available, I will buy those Amiibo. Will, do you think that this will, that you'll be able to buy the NFC tag for this Amiibo? Oh, I guarantee it. Okay. Let's move on to <clears throat> talk about the price. Uh, for Amazon, you can buy it for standard edition, $32 for Prime members. Right. And the special edition, $40 for Prime members. And what's the special edition? Um, with the special edition, you get a, a sound CD with 25 tracks from across the Metroid franchise. Excuse me a minute while I... Let me, I'm just looking at what the Amazon listing is because i have prime okay um for gamestop and i'm just listening to amazon and gamestop those are the two biggest ones that people will go buy you can get it at target and walmart but they're roughly the same for gamestop is standard is 40 special is 50 and actually that's the same with target and walmart you really can't make very much of a price difference no. um with target and walmart so if you're interested in that go for it well you cannot pre-order not yet samus returns yet when it when is the pre-orders open up? I don't know. Okay. So yeah, those will be um, those will be interesting. I'm interested in the game, but I'm at the same point. I'm not like amazed. gotta buy, gotta, gotta buy, buy, gotta buy, gotta buy. Gotta buy. Okay. Um, moving on to other stuff. Okay. Go ahead. 
No Man's Sky Atlas Rises Update 1.3 Full Details and Limited Co-op. This okay. game has been talked about for like a year now. It is so, out for one year. The first episode of this podcast, you're talking about it. I just don't care. It, well, it's gotten better. I've actually really considered loading it back up because they've added a bunch of updates. It's the biggest issue of it had been in development for so long and everybody was so looking forward to it. It's like being told, hey, I'm going to get you a nice, a really, really nice Reuben, plenty of roast beef, plenty of sauerkraut, plenty of Thousand Island dressing on the best rye bread with great seasoned fries and a nice cold, ice cold Coca-Cola. Speaking of Coca-Cola now, <laughs> um, hashtag not an ad. <clears throat> and a pickle. Oh, it's like the best sandwich on earth. Right. Which, by the way, and then you get my question is, and this is not sponsored, why doesn't Jimmy John's have a Reuben? <laughs> I don't know. But then when you get your sandwich brought out to you... It's a soggy loaf of bread. It is a piece, two pieces of Wonder Bread with Velveeta cheese between it and water. And they're told, well, we had to put it out. We, we had to give you something. It's yeah. like, but this isn't what you sold me. You sold me on the Reuben, yeah. but you delivered to me a piece of Wonder Bread with a single slice of cheese. Yeah. Now, and they sold a ton of copies. Yeah. They absolutely could have cut and run and said, nope, not a problem. It failed. All right, bye, guys. Did the original style. Did the Do, they all stuck around? Even though people were literally, and, and this is wrong, were calling for, uh, they were issuing death threats. Wow. But they have stuck around, they've updated the game, and there's actually like a limited co-op now, there's all of the features, there's a lot of features that were missing yeah. at launch. And they're working on it. It was one of those games that everybody was like, hello games, it's their fault. But if you actually paid attention, it was Sony. Yeah. Sony was like, "Hey, you got to put out the game now," and everybody's like, and they're like, oh, "We're not ready for this." Yeah. And Sony's like, "Well, too bad. You got to do it." Yeah. So they've updated it, and they've got limited co-op, um, and a bunch of new stuff. So <clears throat> as much as everybody like bags on No Man's Sky and everything, and says, "Oh, it was such a terrible game," it was. But, but it's trying its best it, to come back. Right. It's like they're they're working on it. It's not like they just washed their hands of it and went, well, we're done. We made a bunch of money. Yeah. They're saying, hey, you know what? We messed up. Well, it's not we messed up. Our hands were tied on it. Yeah. So that's that's all I wanted to say. Okay. Now, let's talk about DC. Okay. We talked about Suicide Squad a little bit. And we've talked about it ad nauseum. The newest article, Justice League Adjusting the Tone of the Cyborg Character with Part of the Reshoots. Okay. Initial reports were saying that the movie was unwatchable. Really? Yeah. And... W why? Why was it unwatchable? It was just not good. Okay. And, like, they're reshooting... To a bunch of the reshoots that started in June are still going on. Okay. And this is not... <clears throat> like... Theoretically, we're still filming uh, the Adams of Eden film. Yeah. But we had to take the summer off because of... Somebody climate. twisted their knee. 
We love them very much. But they're not watching right now, so we can bag on them. No. Um, and then I twisted my knee, so. Yeah. I'm still dealing with that. But this is a major Hollywood production. It's a DC movie, that's why. It's a DC cinematic universe. Animated films, top notch. They are still... They, they've been reshooting for three months. Okay. It's like, all right, Joss Whedon, please just make it decent. Make it enjoyable. Because Zack Snyder left um, because of family issues. Right. So Joss Whedon stepped in. He was a real bro about it. Yeah. But I was reading something today, and they're like, it was nigh unwatchable. Yeah. Like, it was just awful. And it's like, oh, God. Then I see other reports. Aquaman movie. It's tough to film. It's like, oh, God. I mean, maybe it's because I understand superheroes, but it's like, you have so much material on these characters, how do you mess the tone of their character up? Yeah, like, I, you can pretty much throw a dart at a dartboard and you can get a different personality, right? but they all go dark and broody. I wouldn't be surprised if Cyborg and Wonder Woman and Aquaman, all their mothers were named Martha for the sake of the plot. Here's what I thought. Here's how you write a cyborg character. Alright. He's a character who used to be a really good star athlete. Got into an accident. Now he deal struggles with his own humanity. But he's not a dark character. He he struggles with it much like... Alright, this is going to be like half serious, half joking. He deals with his humanity much like I deal with my depression. By joking. By joking. By having... A joking personality by being by just being the heart of things but then when a like if you go back and watch the Teen Titans episodes there's some episodes that deal heavily with it and you get to have a moment where it's just like I mean there was a um was it Teen Titans which there's a film in which he goes there's a difference between you and I I still have my heart and it's like Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, there was a Teen Titans episode where they were trying to upgrade him. Yeah. Oh, actually, I can think of a better plot for Cyborg. Okay. Star athlete, just like you said. Father picks him up after the football game, gets into a car accident. It was the father's fault. And the son falls into a coma and has to have his arm and his leg amputated. Father goes into grief. You try to use, he's a big government scientist, tries to use one of the boom tubes, one of the uh, mother, lo mother boxes. Right. And it creates him into Cyborg. His now his son is now cyborg. His son had, didn't have any issues. Was laughing and joking. Was like the jock and the Joker, like a jokester, not the Joker. Um, and still has a sense of humor, but is now a robot. Yeah, and it's the father's fault. He feels like he has basically inflicted this upon his son, and his son doesn't feel that way. And is trying to redeem, basically trying to redeem his father. Yeah. And sees this as a way of doing something even better than just being a meathead. Yeah. It's, it's like, boom, there you go. DC, we did you a favor. Two great backstories. Backstories to Cyborg. And he's not, I'm Cyborg and I'm sad and mad at the same time. It's like, oh. And that's what I think, like, DC has some really good ideas with their characters. Like, Margaret Robbie did a great job of doing Harley Quinn. Agreed. She could the the writing and the, the directing could have been better. 
Agreed. And nothing was intrinsically wrong with the Enchantress. They just had her do nothing. Yeah. It's like they paid for Cara Delevingne to go around just dancing and just like, you know, I kind of lost what we're doing here. But we're it's like we were watching three different movies. Yeah. And so, like, the characters and actors are not bad. Like, in the very few parts where Jared Leto was in there, I really didn't good. mind Jared Leto's Joker. It was a different take. We got it. Yeah. It was a different it, it was take. not Heath Ledger. Yeah. Move on. In my opinion, unpopular opinion, Heath Ledger, did he did an all right job. Yeah. But we basically deify him because of what happened. It's exactly. like, all right, calm down. So DC just needs to um, get it together. It's basically what it boils down to. Like, guy, at a certain point, you need to have characters, the people that love the characters and want to see them shine. Here's my thought. Don't make a DC movie for movie fans. Make it for DC fans. Because yeah. guess what? I like a DC movie. You know, you know, not, I, took my, the, I took my fans to see Wonder Woman. Like, she knows who Wonder Woman is, but isn't like, oh my god, Wonder Woman. Watch movie, and then she came out, and it's like, that's pretty cool. Yeah. She's not, like, a necessary movie fan. Like, I've had to describe her and had, like, had joking arguments with her about what SD and HDR. She's not a movie person. Yeah. She's, you know, more of a comic book person, but, like, it's just, like, the not the superficial knowledge, but just, like, eh. My thought is, make comic book movies for movie fans. Yeah. I like Look at the way the MCU done it. Iron Man. Then they moved forward. Right? Yeah, and then they, then they just kept making... Then they said, hey, we want to do something different. Um, how about Guardians of the Galaxy? Yeah. It's like comic book fans was like... Face this way. Extend out your mic so you're talking into it. Oh, okay. Um, but Guardians of the Galaxy was a comic book movie. Like, yeah. if you didn't go know back, comic books... Go back to the top, you know, one of the top three, well, top four... Yeah. Films, Wonder Woman, Spider-Man, and Guardians, Guardians. of the Galaxy. Three comic book movies. Broke 300 million this year. Yeah. So it's like, all right, th that's fine, but you've got to figure out what people want to watch. Yeah. Only, you need to make a movie, I say, like, for the fans, because the fans are going to go see it, and they're going to raise the, you know, score on it, and then you're going to get movie fans. There needs to be brand trust. Yes. No one trusts DC at this point. No. Batman vs. Superman and Oscar winning Suicide Squad ruined that for him. Yeah. Marvel at this point, they're like, hey guys, we're going to put out uh, Plastic Man. And everybody Plastic will be Man like... Was DC. You know, I'm, I'm, it's just a... I was the only first one I could think of. Squir you know what? Marvel's like, hey guys, Squirrel Girl. We're doing Squirrel Girl. Yeah, they are. No, they, it's true. But the, the AT&T girl. I thought, oh, you mean it's not going to be Anna Kendrick? No. Oh, okay. I'm still happy. Yeah. But Squirrel Girl is an absurd item. Yeah. But, D, but Marvel has said, Marvel has not had a terrible movie. They've had some eh, movies, Iron Man 3 being among them. The Hulk movies. The, the Hulk movies. They're not in the MCU. Yeah. So there's no MCU, bad MCU movies. Uh, I mean, Thor 2. It was not amazing. It was still good. Yeah. So, it's one of those, Squirrel Girl 
Well, I don't know about Squirrel Girl. But I know But I know Marvel, and they do good movies, so I'm going to go see Squirrel Girl. Yeah. DC, it's like, oh, man, Superman. Oh, man, Superman, what'd you do? Yeah. Oh, sweet, Batman. Oh, Batman, what'd you do? Oh, God, they're both named Martha? Yeah. You ruin your name, and then people are like, oh, you're doing Aquaman? Yeah, I really do think they uh. need to say, okay, we are going to make a DC film from, I don't know, the villain's point of view. And just do something radically different. Well, they tried that. Suicide Squad. No. Like, villain not being... Like, it's... You see the heroes in action against them. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you can have... I don't know, something crazy like the Joker. Here's what they need to do. Get a video game company to write a movie. Get the Arkham... The Arkham Asylum, Arkham City, Arkham Knight, game writers, write a movie, yeah, then cast that movie, then act out that movie, yeah, boom. So there it is. Because the Arkham games were really fun. Yeah. Okay. I movie, mean, especially ahead. like Arkham Asylum, it's set in one asylum, and your only character that really you need to cast that's major is Batman mm-hmm. and the Joker, Poison Ivy, Killer Croc. I mean, even Killer Croc can just be randomly. Agreed. Um, we've talked about DC ad nauseum, like, many times. I think we well, there was a podcast we spent an hour talking about it. Yeah. So let's move off of that and real quick go into the last bit of gaming news we got. Apollo Justice, Ace Attorney, is getting a digital 3D release. I do like Apollo Justice. I like the uh, Justice League, not the Justice League. This is the Justice League I can get behind. Do you know there's an anime for Phoenix, right? Yes, I do. And I've yeah. watched part of it. Nice. Um, okay. So with Anime News, um, there's a big website, Anime News Network. Yeah. Um, recently went down because of uh, one of its domains was breached. Um, so if you're a Anime News Network user, their your user information is still safe, but they actually lost a lot of information. Yeah. They lost their original website. So it's now AmazonNewsNetwork.cc. Huh. So that's just what I that was something I wanted to sh- uh, real quick share off the top. Um, because that's a pretty big thing. Like, they're a big news network It'd be like for anime. IGN got taken down. Yeah. Because I went there and I was like, oh, why is it going down? Okay. Dedicated fan travels 77 hours to get to Comic Cat, or Comic Cat, by bike. 77 hours, 30 miles. I'm sorry. It says, um... If he did... T- his road trip journey was 472 miles. I'm sorry. Okay, I'm like, he took 77 hours to travel 30 miles. Dude, just lo- pay me 100 bucks and I'll drive you there. Yeah, he, uh, sorry, that was my uh, bad. He drove, his round trip will be 472 miles to go to a, basically a con. That's dedication. I was like, hmm, that's, um... That's that's pretty that's pretty intense. Yeah. It's like I don't know that I travel any amount of like I'm like, oh man, that con's like four hours away. I don't want to drive there. Right? Oh my god. But seventy seven hours. Nearly five hundred miles for the con. I I'm rolling my eyes. No, it's amazing. It's amazing. I, like, that dude. would be awesome to know. I'd be like, hey, dude, why don't, 
you get a VIP pass. Yeah. You you know what? Why don't you join us on stage? Yeah. You 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 have a passion, such a burning passion for this. You rode a bike five hundred miles. Easy proclaimers. Yeah, I was like, okay, come on. Um, this next article it's for the ultimate uh, weeb, right? And I'm not gonna name the anime because I don't think anybody should ever watch this anime. But I wanted to talk about uh, this is a big part of um, I don't know otaku culture. <clears throat> Elaborate marketing. Okay. Same show. Not gonna mention the show that released a 23 foot long hug pillow. Is it a show that we've I've watched? Unfortunately, probably yes. Let me see the title of it. Yep. <laughs> my only response to knowing what that show is, again, pardon my language. Damn it. <laughs> I was right. <laughs> um, they sell many other products. But this year, come on, kid, we'll get its share of goods. Oh, God, is the, kid, is the guy going to ride back on his bike? Dude, <laughs> contact us. I will send you a box. Ship it. <laughs> Buy that body pillow and ship it. It's not a body pillow. It's a room pillow. It's a glasses cloth meant to clean glasses. The catch is it's huge. It is a one-to-one -one scale of the spider. <laughs> Which I think stands like 15 feet tall. And like 15 feet wide. It's like... Huh, let me clean my glasses. Hurt! Okay. You you don't carry that around. No. It's like but it's but it's not just like, hey, we made a wall scroll, we made this. No, it is specifically like I would be inviting people over and be like, "Hey, y'all need your glasses cleaned?" Check this out. I don't know. Who would you invite with that? That is the picture. I don't know. I mean, <laughs> if I was going to take the dedication to buy that thing, I'd be showing everybody. I'd be like, yo, Grandma, check out my Christmas card. <laughs> Just putting it on a billboard. Have you seen my glasses cleaning cloth? Did, did they call it glasses cleaning cloth? Yes. To, to escape some sort of customs. I, I, I don't know. But I'm, I'm just amazed at the marketing. And we're talking about it. It's one of those, like, it seems to be so absurd... It is $150. You know, that's actually not bad. No, truly not. For like a 15-foot maquette with like a 2-inch cleaning cloth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I seen that and I was like, I'm not going to name the anime because I don't think anybody should watch the anime. I watched like four episodes and I was like... I watched I, the entire thing. It's like, I've had enough for my entire lifetime. I watched the entire thing. It, it, it's actually kind of funny. It's one of those shows where you watch and you're like, God, if anybody else I'm just going to go to a dark corner and watch this. Makes it even creepier. It really does. Let's move, let's move on. But it's part of like otaku like culture almost of like there are people who buy a 23-foot long body pillow, which if you've never had a giant pillow, and it, it's, it's one of those things that will change your life. Dude, let me tell you. Because I, I have, like, hip problems. Me too. So, like, putting my knee on a pillow, I'm like, oh, man, 
I wake up in the morning and I'm like, hey, it doesn't feel like I'm 700,000 years old. But, it's, but it does the same thing with my shoulder, too. Yeah. Like, and, you know, I'm going to go and say, it, like, you're watching me on camera. It's, yeah, it's definitely probably part of, like, a weight problem. Yeah. But, like, I also do a lot of walking at work, too. Yeah, and it's like... Plus, my knee hurts. Like, a 23-foot-long body pillow, that's coiling around you, and it's like, there's some people who are like, they want that feeling of being constricted. Like, there's something no, nice about, like, your cat loves to be, like, almost in, like, a t held tightly. Oh, yeah. If you were being held tightly, you'd be like, hey, I'm being held tightly. It's nice. I mean... It's like the, it's like getting a hug when you're super alone. See, my, my Which is, is the only people who would buy a 23-foot-long body pillow I mean, you or a 15 by 15 glasses cleaning cloth. They're probably very alone. If anybody buys that, just tweet me. We'll chat. Let, let, we can be best friends. Look, we got a Discord server. We will talk. <laughs> if you need to talk anything out, just let me know. Um, but I was like, I was like, how would you, how would you like to send that to someone as a joke? Like, what is? Oh this? God! Oh God! Grandma, for your eyes. <laughs> you just, that would be like the ultimate glitter bomb. It's like you send it to some poor Amish kid. He's opening it up and he goes, "I would be in this box." Just unwraps this thirty, you know, fifteen by fifteen glasses cleaning cloth. That has a very um, risque. risque photo on it. It's like, he's like, I know not what this is, father. But it looks like a she-demon. <laughs> and he's like, hey, boy, get me switch. Meet me up back. It's like, all right, moving on. Um, the, okay, normally I like to do my section of thou shalt not make live action anime adaptations. However, I actually have something positive to report about a live-action anime for adaptation, and it's not the fact that it stopped production. Okay. Death Note creators are actually praising the live-action adaptation. Is it on Netflix already? Not yet. Coming soon. Okay. So the fact that the creators of the original anime are saying, hey, no, thumbs up. Also... I mean, <clears throat> it's okay, but the person who created GIFs said they should be pronounced GIFs. Yeah. So they're wrong. <laughs> it, it gives me a little bit more hope, Yeah, is what I'm saying. I mean, let's face it, I'm going to watch it. Yeah, me too. I watch pretty much everything. Yeah. Um, But we're not going to talk about that because we haven't seen it. I'm excited Creators, for it. Creators, give thumbs up. I, I am, I got to be honest, I'm getting more excited about it the closer it gets. I'm still like a Plus little. We're at an hour already. I'm a little worried. Yeah, I'm still a little worried, but I'm excited. Just like No Man's Sky. Um, you will actually love this next article. Dragon Ball Super has introduced their take on magical girls, and we're not talking like oh they transformed their Super Saiyan now. They are like legit magical girls. Okay. Because they're from a different universe. Okay. So I was like. Doug will like this. I mean, you like Sailor Moon, Glitter Force, all yeah. that. Like, you like the magical girl, uh, Madoka Magica. Oh, God. Uh, what's one? Well, uh, My Witch Academia. Uh, Little Witch Academia. I haven't seen that one yet. It's a good. Um, I, I've, I'm finally caught up on 
Um, My Hero Academia. Actually, we're going to move on because that's our next segment. Thank you for... You're, like, producing, like, these segues that are amazing. You're welcome. Um, oh, actually, I accidentally closed it. But they're doing a new, like, a hot spring theme. Like, they're going to, like, a theme park almost. Oh, for the next arc? Uh, let's see. My Hero Academia heads to Tokyo's hot spring theme park this fall. The gang from My Hero Academia is heading to Odeo Onsen Montargi this fall. The hot spring theme park on Tokyo's artificial island of Odeba is collaborating with the anime for a promotion that will run from September 1st to October 1st. A collaboration image features nine anime characters wearing Yukata, deba de debuting last week. And it's got all the characters, including All Might. In a Yukata. Yeah, in a Yukata. Nice. And they've got uh, Frog Girl. Right. They've got uh, Gravity. Sue. Huh? Sue. Uh, the uh, Gravity Girl, Oroko. Yeah. And then the Creation Girl. Ah. Um, Momo. The, huh? Momo. Yeah. A stamp rally will offer original goods during the collaboration, and attraction with games inspired by Japanese temple festivals will also be held. People who attend the event will be able to purchase merchandise with the collaborations, special illustrations, and food with bodas items. Are we going to show the thing that's sitting on the couch? Yes, that'll be actually... Um, po show. Yes. Okay. And they're currently holding a Yuri on Ice event. Nice. If I was a richer man, I would go. Because uh, actually, I would go for the Yuri on Ice and then My Hero Academia. Yeah. Because I actually like both. Yeah. Okay. Moving forward, last anime news... Sword Art Online franchise teases new announcements in October. I've stopped caring about Sword Art. Sword Art Online Season 3. He's kind of not my brother, but can I still love him? Yeah. That's all we'll say. <laughs> um, two new games are coming out this week. Okay. Sonic Mania for the Switch, PS4, Xbox One, and PC on the 15th. Are you excited for it? Yes and no. Okay. Oh, it's all like the original classic Sonic. Is this games. the one with fan fan creation Sonics? Sonic creations. Oh, OC, please do not steal. Um, I don't know. Is it? We need to look that up because I will buy it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm going to be getting StarCraft Remastered well, August you, 14th. You have a new computer. Yeah. Um, which <laughs> help? He's threatening me. Um, I don't know. I'm excited for both Sonic and StarCraft, but I'm probably going to lean more towards StarCraft. I'm probably just going to get Sonic, because let's face it, I don't have a computer. To it's play. on the Switch. Yeah. Um, okay, last two things before we go to the post-show. Netflix, Hulu, and Amazon. I decided to add Amazon, because there's a bunch of shows on there that's not on Netflix or Hulu. Oh, someone got Amazon Prime, did they? Oh, hey. <laughs> nice. <laughs> In case you didn't. Are you going to pay for it all year? I, I, I'm i strongly debating. I mean, I it's like a hundred and some odd a year. Yeah. And if you order anything, like I'm sure your like you can get your daughter some clothes. Yeah. Um. Anyway, the show that I'm going to pick is Mr. Robot. Have you nice. seen any of it? Nope. How have you had Prime and not watched Mr. Robot? I just haven't. How about Man in the High Castle? No. Okay, Mr. Robot is really good. Um, it's one of those things. I watch... If I'm at work and watching anime, it's going to be dubbed. Okay. Fair enough. Um, watch Mr. Robot. Alright, only if you watch Future Diary on Hulu. Okay, tell me about Future Diary. Okay. Is it, what is it, anime? Anime. Okay. It's, I mean, nothing groundbreaking, except they portray a manipulative, abusive relationship in a 
startlingly realistic way. Okay. But it's not how you think. All right, when I say, you know, they portray an abusive relationship, who is doing the abusing in the relationship? Well, considering that you just told me it was not the traditional, I'm guessing it's the um, it's the girlfriend, wife. Yeah, being she is a psycho killer, and he his constant thoughts throughout the entire series is, is it okay to trust her? Is, like, But he can't leave because he will die otherwise, either by her or someone else, because there's some stuff going on. And wow. she, at one point, she kidnaps him and hold, like ties him to a chair and force feeds him. And at one point, you know, they have someone else kidnapped. Well, she kidnapped someone else. And she's like, okay, time to go pee-pee. And then the, little, the other person's like, no, I'm not going to sit here and watch this. Huh. And so it's very like, oh, God, that's really abusive. Wow. And then, like, there's another set of characters that it's all about diaries that can tell the future. There's someone, there's a couple, that his diary talks all about her and what's going on. Wait, I think I've seen part of this. And her diary talks about him. Were they like in a game? Yeah. Okay, I've seen part of this then, sorry. And so it's like, well, I mean, that's a bit much, but that's... Compared to the main characters, that is a really healthy relationship. Comparatively. And then there's the psycho-terrorist bomber. That's awesome. I think I've seen part of this. But I'll, I'll watch it. Yeah. Okay. Re- I, I do... Like, this is the podcast where you're just like... I'm like... This is like... I feel like I'm swearing a lot. But like, um, at one point the terrorist bomber goes... You don't know what suffering is. I was caught in a war between three relig- three religions arguing about the same damn god. She grew up in the Middle East. Wow. And so it's just like, huh. Because if you go and look at, you know, religious history, Christianity sprung from Judaism. Judaism. And it's like a, a, like a brother relationship, a brother relationship with um, Islam. Yeah. Because of Isaac and Ishmael. Yeah. And so it's like, huh, okay. Like that line makes so much sense that the writers took time to research church history. Yeah. And that kid's like, okay, that's pretty cool. <laughs> nice. Yeah, and then it's all topped off with, like, you know, the the very ending of the anime is just like, and left turn, and now it's all about altered dimensions. And it's like, huh. what did I just watch? Nice. Yeah. Okay, let's wrap up. Yes. Um, you can catch our stream later on this afternoon at uh, twitch.com, twitch.tv, uh, where the gaming and chill stream. Yes. Like I said, we've been going through Final Fantasy 1. And say so we going, it means last week was first week. <laughs> yeah. Well, we're starting to. Yeah. Um, we actually made a pretty good chunk. Yeah. A chunk of progress. Um, but if you want, you can go to our website at gamingandchillpodcast.com. At Twitter, it's at gaming underscore in underscore chill. Instagram is Gaming and Chill Podcast, and Facebook.com, if you're watching us live, you know it, but if you're not, it's Facebook.com slash Gaming and Chill Podcast. We do a post show that's only for Facebook Live, so that's always exciting. We just generally take 15, 20 minutes, just talk about other stuff that, things. you know, maybe we talk about Final Fantasy and stuff like that. Yeah, and My Hero Academia. Yeah, that's a lot, a lot of what we talk about. Yeah. Just kind of randomly talking about different things yeah. like that so anything else for the po- uh, for the main show um go beyond plus ultra 
you know what? I was going to say something similar to that. <laughs> um, so I guess uh, that'll actually wrap up our main show as we get ready to move into the post show. Yeah. Mm-hmm.